We have a live stream on Facebook, lads. How scary. The real world can, <laughs> or the cyber world can see us. That's scary. Yeah. And uh, should be able to send us messages that we can, that we can see. All right. I provided a list of topics, but you guys got anything no, else to bring up? Pretty good time. Pretty good list. Yeah, I'd say it's a, yeah, I think that obviously the elephant in the room being the election, the WA state election. The bloodbath in the West, let's call it. <laughs> what else are you going to call it? First things first, though, what I want to do at the start of this podcast, which I've been meaning to for a number of episodes, is to give a shout out to our friends in Texas. Sydney and Emily from the Pay Attention to This podcast. Now, this is a really good podcast by uh, two pretty switched on girls over there. Um, and we've been communicating in the last couple of weeks or so. And um, they are two conservative ladies and very smart and do a pretty good podcast, I reckon. And um, we are going to, in the coming weeks, do a crossover podcast or a crosscast. So we'll just get them on um, a live call like we've got going here and uh, they'll put it on their podcast and we'll put it on our podcast and hopefully we'll come up with something interesting to talk about. Exciting. Exciting stuff, mm-hmm. yes. New, new movements in the podcast world. So, yes, to our uh, listeners, um, go and check out the Pay Attention to This podcast where you get all good podcasts. The Western Australian election results. God. You ever seen anything like this before? No, I haven't. Depending on what side of politics you're on, you're probably extremely happy this morning or extremely jaded this morning, I think, the other two. You know what? I was ha- I was having a think about this, right? And you know, even though I uh, detest Mark McGowan and his side of politics, right? I was thinking, if this happens, like the Liberals had this much of a majority, you know, across the board in in both houses, I don't think it's a good thing. No matter which side of politics, it's just. No matter what side of politics, you have to be very wary when there's this much control for one political party. Well, you know what they say when there's one political party. It's called communism. All right. I think that's that's a stretch. Probably more fascism. <laughs> fascism but anyway, yeah. that's not what we're going with. But anyway. No, but I, 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 don't, I don't – obviously, it's still – I mean, we, we voted for them, so it's still a democratic election. This is not a strange – like, you know, I don't think anyone is saying that they didn't get in fairly and I don't think that's ever in question, right? Mm. Um, but, you know, if you saw those numbers in, you know, Rockingham numbers were 86%. You saw those Primary numbers vote. in dictators, wow. yeah. And probably, and I was like, you saw those in another country, you think, man, that's obviously fake and bullshit. But, <laughs> you know, no, no one's – it's not. It's clearly not. We all agree that that's, that's, that's just the way it is. But, it, uh, look, whether well, – like I said to you the other night, Simon, I think that was proof that – you, you don't necessarily need a popular party. You need a popular leader. Very true. And that's what that's what liberals did not have at all. I mean, but, you know, and, and what I've seen in the media since is, you know, a lot of, you know, I, I suppose conservative media heads saying things like, you know, 
congratulations, oh, not congratulations, commiserations to Zach Kirkup, took on a poison chalice, whatever, you know, didn't, you know, wouldn't wish that upon anybody, you know, going up against Mark McGowan with with that popularity that he's that he's currently got, et cetera. However, that's fine, all right? That, But that aside, what did Kirkup do to help himself, you know? He went greener than the Greens with his, you know, no emissions by 2030 policy or whatever. In a in a mining town and mining states. I mean, Not even so much that. I think emissions are best left to the federal government. It's nothing to do with state government. So why get exactly. involved in, like, into a policy yeah. that doesn't concern you? Let's say a w, WA went, you know, emission-free overnight by some miracle. Click your fingers and boom, there's no zero emissions forever. Okay. So... How does that infect the infect affect climate around the world? It doesn't. Not not one iota. It's just a shit policy. Regardless of the policy itself, that's that's a, a an ongoing trend anyway. So regardless of whether you had that policy or not, the the intent to reduce emissions is 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 going to happen regardless. Like you can have a policy, but the actual market's currently doing that. He also just flapped this out, and you know, yeah. What 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 backed it up? Nothing. I think I think what actually hurt him was on Thursday when he released the policy, whatever the figures, the figures, and he didn't send them to Treasury. I'm like, why don't you send them to Treasury? And I said, you just that's just asking. That's what caused Mark. That's what caused Mark McGowan to lose the 2013 election. Because if you do recall, he didn't send the the Metronet figures to get costed by Treasury, and and Colin Barnett went to town on him. Yeah, but. As much as you know, Kirk Up, you know, some people claim it as a bad election campaign, whatever. Regardless of what kind of play it was, it was always a hail mary. It was always, mate, throw something up. Hopefully, it lands, and that's. I don't well, think there would have and been what any, he threw up was the towel, right? Yeah, he threw in the towel as a sort of tactical strategy to get the sympathy vote. And which, which like I was going, I went mental about that you know, on our last episode, and I've been proven very right that that was a, a completely wasted strategy mm-hmm. because people don't want that, you know. And maybe it might might have still ended up with only, you know, winning two seats, but the mum, the numbers might might have been a little bit better at least. It's true, but this is the If he had a fought tooth and nail and called Jim, out McGowan for a number of things that he completely missed across the board for all of uh, McGowan's uh Faults. No one you you ask the average pleb in the street. No one knows any faults of McGowan, right? All they know is he kept us safe, and people voted on that propaganda. He kept but, us safe, but That's that it. works. But yeah, that but, works. but call but call into question things like his dodgy deals with with power brokers, you know, and all that kind of stuff. They no one's got a clue, right? No one knows about that. What stuff. he should have what he should have said is. Um, he could have played along the I kept you safe player card because he said, I would have done exactly the same as Mark McGowan and followed the health advice. Because then what you're doing is you're, 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 you're not putting Mark McGowan up on a pedestal. You're saying he's following uh, the advice of the, right. of, the, of the health advice, of the chief health officer. Well, that's so, pretty much what he said. If you watch that, that leader's debate thing on Channel yeah, but it was 7 too late, Simon, by that stage. He pretty I mean? much said that. But so what? You're still not differentiating yourself. No, no, what, I've, what I've been saying is say that, but say how you would do things differently better yeah. and better. And he should have said that and he never did. make the health advice public. That's what he should have said. See, I, I, 
honestly, he wouldn't have won. No, he wouldn't have won. Yeah, so it, it, he, it didn't he matter what he going did. To win. He they knew won. a year out that they weren't going to win. Exactly. Lisa Harvey pulled out for a reason. As soon as uh, COVID hit, right, it was, it was all over. It was all over. That's worked in every um, Premier's favour. Look, it's like it's like a war, right? War works in the incumbent's favour. It's just the way it Common is. Common enemy. Yeah. Except for George Bush, George Bush Senior, didn't work for him. Yeah. All right. Played the long game. Still got his son. Still got eight years. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, depends, depends on how you look at it. So, so his surrogate still won. Yeah. Yeah. He, he he prepped his juniors for it anyway. Um, no, the, but you know, you talk about. He, look, McGowan was leading pre-COVID anyway. He had quite a substantial lead regardless. I I, I think it's very different to Queensland, whereas I, I don't know if a year ago, if they had the Queensland election, whether she would have won. Uh, I don't know if if Anastasia would have won. No. I really don't. I don't I think actually, she would have, no. I don't think she would. I think COVID actually helped her campaign. But the fact that he was ahead already. Okay. Being ahead is one thing, but being, you know, you know, Having having the this this popularity, which turns out he did have the eighty ninety percent popularity, right? No, especially in Rockingham. Got to say, yeah, two party preferred, but yeah. But what I'm saying is, you got to bear in mind at the 2017 election that that election they were in for two years anyway. They had big enough swing, yes. so they were already in there. But no party's been kicked out after one term since the 70s. He was always going to get a second That's term. That's right. That's, that was a non-issue. Like, it was always going to be a second term. And, yeah, they got smashed. There was a bloodbath. The Liberals got a bloodbath, left with two people, possibly three. You know what? People have short memories in politics. You know the problem with having 50 members in politics is? There's 50 people that can make mistakes. There's your downside. 52. Well, 51 they probably end up with, or, or it was yeah. it 50. But anyway... You've got 49, 50 people to snipe at you eventually. So and it's, it's going to happen. They always end up eating themselves. I said it Saturday night while the counts were still, were still happening. I was like, they'll eat themselves. This is labour at the end of the day. They do eventually. But it's all political parties. McGowan man. has led a, a pretty tight ship, you've got to say, with his party. But he's, it's always, it, it is also his way or the highway, it seems. Eventually, people don't like that. Well, he's lending here. And, look, look, the thing about McGowan is he's upset, I think, the MUA, who's a pretty powerful union. You know? I mean, when the, the they, they were advertising, saying no to the Outer Harbour, keep Fremantle Port, yep. that's, your, that's, your, that's the core fundamental of the Labor Party is the, is the union movement. Yeah. So what does that yeah, tell well, you? Um, the union leader was saying he's got to, you know, hold his nose and, and tick the the Labor box this time, you know. That's what he said. On 6PR, he, he said more or less, you know, yeah. he still, he'll still vote for Labor, but he'll be holding his nose doing it because, you know, they stink. Because <laughs> he obviously can't vote Liberal no, because can't. that's they can't. As much as that's the case, look, this uh, the results proves that he shouldn't have been aligning with the union. Like, surely you getting another 20% swing means you're making the right decisions, whatever it was, whether it be marketing. Look, his best decision by far, by far, is that he's, he's chummy with Kerry Stokes. Oh, by far his best decision. Does he get a favourable run in the West Australian? Absolutely. Of course he does. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was a rhetorical question. <laughs> The, th- the thing is, is you know, you get you bang on about sides. So a lot of the left bang on about the right getting a ride in Murdoch's paper. But then you'll mention that, yeah, but Kerry Stokes is pretty chummy with, with McGowan here. Oh, no, nah, that's 
it's a non-issue. Oh, the ABC is very isn't that the same. Yeah. Isn't that the same thing? I actually find, look, as much as people might not agree, I think the ABC is actually fairly impartial. Personally, everyone bangs on about them, but they're not near anywhere near for the some, worst. For some elements, they don't have a vested in, interest. But they pick and choose what they're impartial and what they're biased about. But they pick and choose on 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 not on money. It's not deemed on money because the money comes from the government anyway. They're, they're on who they like and who they don't like, which is fine. That happens. But at the same time, I think a lot of the – when you look at election coverage, ABC is by far the, the most comprehensive, oh, yeah. probably best coverage you're going to get out of that. And and then you look at other stuff like, look, I don't know if you saw the newspaper cover for the West Australian on the weekend, right? Oh, they're basically telling you how to vote. And I'm like, they did. well, is that not your basically, role? They did. That yeah. is the most biggest propaganda you've ever seen coming out of the West Australian. They actually went seat by seat, electorate by electorate, this is and said, this is how you should vote. That's disgusting. I was I was livid when I saw that. Like no, no one mentions that one. I was like, well, that's just as that's just as dangerous as any side shady side deal that you're gonna get. Not know? hiding their bias whatsoever. What an absolute shit rag the rest of Australian is. And then, it's turned into an absolute crap. And then you got these media heads, you know, they tweet out things and they're always talking about you should buy the paper, you know, and make sure it stays alive. Fuck, the sooner that thing dies, the better. That is the worst paper in the country, mate. I would never spend a cent on the West Australian. It needs competition. There's no competition here. Oh, you're never going to get competition. So you need competition. We haven't had the competition since the 80s in, in the newspaper. Who would start up competition? In a medium that's dying, a slow death, but it's dying nonetheless. But that's that's not the only medium they own. No one's going to start up a rival newspaper, is what I'm saying. But you, at the same time, this is where this okay, this is what gets me with the government, all right? Surely you shouldn't be allowed to have a TV station, a radio station, and a newspaper. Surely there's a conflict there, right? Definitely. Do they own a radio station? They're not involved with channel with six PR anymore. No, that's Channel 9. That's Channel 9. I don't know, but I'm sure there's some radio stations they own because I'm I'm pretty sure that I've known some people who worked there that were along the way. And I, I'm pretty sure that those those real obscure like Red FM, all the media coverage is by the same people. Isn't that a bit scary? But going back to McGowan, I mean, look at the things that he got away with. This, this ultra popularity that he's got is just – it surprises me and it doesn't surprise me. The reason it doesn't surprise me is because people are stupid, plain and simple. The Western Australian public is one of the um, most underinformed publics of all states, I believe. Okay. And this result proves it. As much as Zach Kirkup was a was was out of his depth, he did have a point by saying let's not have let Labor have too much power. No one really gave a shit about that because they don't understand the potential consequences of that. But with McGowan's popularity, what I don't understand is why people just completely ignore his faults. And I made a list of them, starting with the parochialism that we've talked about, right? Pitting West Australians versus the rest of Australia, okay, with this with the border in the context of the of the hard border and stuff like that. West Australians love that. For me, it's a complete fault and and show of lack of leadership. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely, yeah. The quarantine shambles, how that alone should lose you an election. The, the, but the mere fact that he got away with it because this guy who got it, right, this Uber driver that got it. Don't forget he had the bushfires on the same week. 
just luckily, by just luck, he wasn't a spreader genetically or however you want to say it, medically, he didn't spread it. If he had been in the percentage of the population who easily spreads this virus, then it's completely, because of all the places that he'd gone to over those that those few days, the state would have been fucked in terms of, um, you know, the, the, the spread. COVID would be out there, you know, all over the place. It was just by sheer luck that that didn't happen. And then after it was completely obvious that it wasn't spreading, he kept us in lockdown. It was one thing to put us in lockdown, but after about three days, I reckon he should have had a press conference and said, we're immediately coming out of lockdown, just like South Australia did. The Premier in South Australia had the balls to, to do a press conference and say, as of right now, we're, we're stopping the lockdown because it wasn't necessary. And it obviously wasn't necessary after, after those few days in, in Perth and, and down south, and he didn't do that. And also, as well as keeping us in lockdown for the, for the remaining three or so days, he also made us wear masks for another week after that, okay? Just stoking fear the whole way. And don't tell me that he was being, uh, you know, taking precaution. I don't believe that, okay? He just stuck to his original guns rather than, than reining in, in and saying we didn't need to do this lockdown after all, okay? I would have respect for him if he had, if he had said, okay, we took the precaution, after all this testing's been done, we know we don't need it, so we're coming out of it. Yeah, but don't forget, and also that lockdown week, there was the bushfires, right? Those bushfires, yeah. the press conference became a press conference from COVID to a press conference about bushfire real fast. So, so all, the, so all the attention went from COVID to bushfires, all in his favour. I've got a, I've got a list of a list of these faults as long as my arm that I've written down here. But the, the see the. Can you see why people voted for him? They're the ones that you should be asking. So why did they vote for him? Because he kept us safe. Okay. Now, there ain't nothing, ain't nothing you can say that would avoid that scenario. Oh, yeah. I know. Mm. But anybody could have done the job that he did in that, in that context easily. Yeah, that's true. But it was him. But with more, but with more nuance and less of the – us versus them parochialism, antagonizing the eastern eastern states. Do you know what, what I, do you know what I laugh when people turn around and say we should have him for prime minister? And I'm like, do you understand the demolition you will have? There will be no Labor Party left because they can't stand him over the other side of the country. <laughs> there will be nothing. But that's fine. He is a, he is a WA premier. He only he, the only people who has to keep happy are the West Australians. It doesn't matter at this point. But no, right? people are talking spruiking him up to be PM. One thing in this election commentary that the media has 100% right is that McGowan has understood the Western Australian psyche. Yeah. He's yes. got it down, man. You've got to give that to him. He understands how stupid we are. Yeah. And he plays on it. He plays, plays it to a T. I'll, I'll tell you. So I'm going to give you a funny story about voting. So I went to vote on the weekend. I assume everyone – well, I don't know if you did it earlier or you did, did it on the weekend. I did it on the first day of early voting. Okay, I, I actually went. I said, you know what? I'll wait till the Saturday I vote. Go get my sausage sizzle, whatever. <laughs> democracy sausage. I did get my democracy sausage. I did <laughs> right, with my onions and barbecue sauce. Right? Did, did you have to and pay no for it? Slu- it was eight dollars but it goes to the eight dollars fifty. Two dollars. Was it? Were the onions at the bottom or on the top? See, I see they sliced in little cubes. You know, when they cut. Uh, were they cooked or raw? Amateur. 
Oh, no, they were cooked, but they were, you know, when they slide, they, they dice them. And I'm like, no, you got to have like. Slide. You need, you need, I like a, lo- I like a loose cooked onion. You know, it's got to be floppy. It's got to be brown. Golden brown. Cooked with butter. Butter? Yeah, some people cooking butter. Give it nah, oil. Olive oil. We're digressing, guys. We're digressing. This is important. This <laughs> <laughs> is talking about the great Aussie barbecue, mate. This is important stuff. Come on. There was no cake stand, but they could have. They were all sold out, all right? So that's another right. issue, okay? That's where I was going with, right? Anyway, so I went to vote and I asked them about the – so I did the – when I did my upper house vote, you have the, the parties there and you, t- you do one or you do one to 54 underneath, right? So I don't know if you voted one above the line or you did under. I did under the line. Always I under did under. We all did under. I did under the line. 64 it was. One to, one to 64. Yeah. This is my question to you. How many were in your how many were in your section, Simon? How many people were below the line? So what do you did mean? Did you have 64? I had 64. No, I had I had 55. I had 53. Because you got North Metro, South Metro, East Metro, different areas in that. The the the, the paperwork says one to fifty-four. So your assumption is how many how many members do you think are below the line? Fifty-four. So it was a bit, uh, it was a bit strange when I was one box short, and I was like, "Well, hang on a second, did I miss a number, or how many people?" And so I asked the person there, who the staff. All right. So how many people were in, in the in the upper house here that we can vote for? They didn't know, so I had to sit there and count them all. It was fifty-five, and I said to them, "But I have to number all of them, but you've said to number one to fifty-four. So what do I do with the last box? Do I make him fifty-five? Or do I just leave it empty? Couldn't answer my question. Well, that's uh, pretty piss poor on the bar for the West Australian Electrical Commission. Isn't that, isn't that your role I didn't, to know that question? I didn't have that issue in mind. Mine was correct. I need this clarified because you've gone too fast for my slow brain. The boxes said, it said the instructions were number 1 to 54. That was the instruction, number 1 to 54. That was the instructions. There were only 53 boxes. No, 55 boxes. Oh, there were 55. Oh, I had 53. You had 55. Right. And so my mom was like, well, hang on a second. Shouldn't I be numbering 1 to 55 because you meant to number all the boxes? But the instructions were 1 to 54. So that, that 55th box, was there a name against it or was it – well, they would have had to be. It was – yeah, it was one of the guys in the no vaccination party or something. Okay, so it was just that the instruction was the instruction yeah, but that's was a pretty, But that makes it an invalid vote. It does. That's what I'm saying to them. They're like, oh, but we understand your intent, so we'll count it anyway. I was like, no, that's not how it works. That's an invalid vote. If it's any consolation, once you get to about the probably probably the tenth, it, it's pretty you don't irrelevant. Need to do that, it's a waste of time. Really, what you should do is number one to five above. Well, that's what they do in federal now. You can do one to yeah. six, and um, it's still only if you if you mark above, it's only one, isn't it? No, no, they changed that last election. They changed that last. Mine, I'm pretty sure, said number one. No, above. that's state election, federal election. You can do one to six above the line. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm talking about state. State is still only one above the line. Yeah, state's yeah, one that's above, right. yeah. But what happens is if you vote once, so say, for instance, you vote Shooters and Fishers Party, but you want your preference eventually to go. So you want to vote for a small party, yeah. right? But you know eventually it's going to, their preference is going to go somewhere else, right? You've got to check where their preferences go. Otherwise, you could be voting for the party you don't want to go in just by putting a one at the top. Well, this is what I was saying about the independents as well because there are about 12 or 13 independents under under the line and who the who knows who the hell these people are or what their policies are so they could be you know have you know policies that would align with what you what yours do uh-huh. 
your way. You just thinking. don't know. But you just don't know. So you throw them down the, as low as possible anyway. Yep. The, the thing is, like, unless you're someone like Corey Bernardi, who already had a profile before he went there, right? So people voted for him because they knew who he was rather than Joe Blake. But he called right? himself so, a party name as well. He called himself Australian Conservatives rather than his, his name. Yeah. You could call your if, – okay, if you were Joe Bloggs from the Joe Bloggs party, no one will know who you are. But he obviously already had a profile, yeah. which is why it works for him, right? Because otherwise it wouldn't work, okay? And those are the things. That are like, you have to have a profile before you go into it, you know? Yeah. Otherwise, it's an issue. I, I really struggled with the. There's so many. The Health Australia Party, the No Vaccination Party. Oh, putting last is the hardest. I was. Choice. I had four parties. So who do I put last? These are yeah. all horrible policies. I end up uh, putting No Vax personally. No Vax no. Party. Socialist Alliance. I think I put. Yeah. I think Which I put one? Socialist Socialist Alliance. Oh, I didn't have Socialist Alliance on my. I oh, didn't. Yeah. Okay. Socialist no. Alliance for me went last. Then slightly above them, Greens. Then slightly above them, Labor. Uh, wax, wax it was as low as possible, and all the independents were as low as possible. See, so I put Wax it well above the the No Vax Party. Yeah, me, my No Vax was last. The Health Australia Party as well. I must have done the same as well, but but we no because even the lower house though has has we have different people in different areas. I only had five candidates in mine. I had nine. Right? Yeah. I actually met the uh, One Nation representative. He was from the middle. He's from. It was from the Middle East. I talk about the Liberal Party getting a bloodbath. Far out. Well, I didn't really follow what happened with One Nation. One percent of the vote. How much? One one percent. Okay. That's bloody worse than Liberal Democrats. So they what won't exist anymore over here? Oh, <laughs> they have nothing. They have nothing here. But having said that, though, I don't even see them campaign at all. And they just chucked in the towel I mean, worse. You barely heard of even the Liberals campaigning. So, what are you going to expect? You're going to hear these smaller parties? To be honest, I think he much campaigning full stop across the board. Yeah, it actually was a very quiet campaign. Uh, realistically, there's there hardly any TV advertising. All right. Now, the next thing that's going to come up eventually at some point in the next four years is McGowan's going to implement um, this electoral reform in the upper house, in the Senate. Have you heard about this? Yeah, I disagree. Yeah, he he got away scot free with this. Another thing, another fault that he's got away scot free with in this campaign that Western Australians are too stupid to know anything about because they don't pay, pay attention to the news that actually matters is that it's like it's pretty obvious, even though Labor won't comment on it. And if they won't comment on something, well, that tells you all, all you need to know. They want to implement this electoral reform in the upper house. And what the idea is, is that they want to take away. Um, seats from the regional areas. So regional will have less representation. Now, what does that say? Nationals, right? That'll, that'll hurt the nationals and more power for, for the Labor. Just a big power grab. It, what, no, what it does, I think, I think I'm totally against that. Because of course you want to be against that. Because I'm, I'm personally, well, I have invested interest in the, in the bush, I have a property in the bush, and I think that a lot of, well, a lot of our wealth comes from the bush, whether it's from the mining sector or the rural sector, or yeah, exactly. So what they what what they want to do is they want to reduce the weighting of representation in regional areas in the upper house. Okay, so they're they're um, I suppose the way that 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 they'll spin it is you know they're such large electorates, or they call them divisions in regional areas, right? Where you know you could have a large region. Uh, or, or division with, say, 70,000 residents, 
and that has the same weighting as a region uh, with with uh, seven thousand residents, all right, in metro area or something. So they want to try and you know iron that iron that out and take away the weighting from the 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 division in the regional area. Well, see, this is this I have an issue with that because a lot of people have never been to the bush and don't understand how the bush works. Now, why should they now? As much as People complain about the royalties for regions that cost this state a lot of money. Well, bloody hell, they did deserve it. You know, after all the years, I mean, they need a bit of infrastructure spent in the bush. Yeah, it's um, severely underfunded. It's, it's completely underfunded. Well, you take I mean, away representation and then they cop it in the arse yeah, even more. I mean, you look at the roads. I mean, you look at Brookton Highway. You know, that's a, that's a highway that takes you out to, to, to Calgary. It's, it's rubbish. Grand Northern Highway, it's rubbish. You go to these towns, they've got nothing. Yep. Uh-huh. You know, so you're happy to milk and bleed and and take advantage of Caratha, Port Hedland, and you know South Hedland and Newman and Tom Price and all these beautiful towns. But you know, we're willing to give them to throw money back to them. Now, would you take the royalty from what you're digging out of the ground? Yeah. You know, and and then I have an issue with, that. and I have an issue with the the state government not spending money at, on at Whitnoom to 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 cover up all these species that's flying around. So come on, man. That's your job. That's your duty. There's, you there's, a, there's a guy that there's a guy that lives out at Whitnoom. Yeah, there's one guy. He's a German guy. There's one one guy. He's oh, Austrian, like uh, Austrian, I think. Yeah, I saw a yeah. documentary about him a while yeah, ago. Yeah, he checks the weather. He does, I think, two or three check-ins of the weather Every per day. day for the Weather Bureau. Yep. What a job. But he has to do it every single day. Ran hell Oh, it's it is, it is weather, so... Rain, rain, hail, or shine, metal. That's kind of his job to tell them if it's raining. Well, it could be raining every day there. He's the only guy that will know. I don't think it rains that much out there, does it? <laughs> no, it doesn't. I assume he just goes and says sunny. No, he just he writes the temperature. And I don't know even how they get signal out there because satellite. Well, have to be must, satellite. They, must have, they would have him set up on a satellite, surely. Well, he runs everything. He's got a generator. There's nothing there. There's nothing in Whitney. Speaking of Whitnam, did you see all those people that go there to do all these preppers and stuff like that? All these, uh, they're ridiculous. I was like, man, you do realise that she's poisonous. <laughs> what is it? Doomsday preppers. Yeah, people go like they go camping and stuff. There. No camping in, in like Why? at the gorge and stuff. I was like, it's full of asbestos because it's danger. What do they call it? What are those those danger? Oh like, man. Yeah, but there's other guy. There was a video of a guy who took his family with his kids and they put up a little camp. I was like, man, you know where you are, right? You know yeah, that you know no that idea. you know you know that asbestos does just flies. It's, it's everywhere. You know what I mean? But don't you know, Melo, because it's natural, it can't be harmful. <laughs> don't you know that? <laughs> oh, but we won't take the vaccine because that's dangerous. But we'll go to Whitnoom. Yeah, but but see so anyway, and, and I agree with the Aboriginal people of the land, right? They're saying, Well, hang on a minute, why don't you decontaminate it so it gets back to, you know, because they need a blown in the wind. And I agree with it. they should do that. They should the guess that government should instead of just diggers in and forgetting about it. Fix it up. Spend money in the region. What are you talking about? That's bloody um how they've they've always done this. They uh they uh they look at Marilinga in South Australia. Mm. Well, I can get Marilinga because you can't go in there. Yeah, but why? They stuffed it up and they didn't go. They didn't. They stuffed it up and didn't want to go back there and and fix it. They'll throw them. They'll bloody blowing up radioactive material in there. And they said, "Ah, oh, sorry guys, maybe just don't go in there anymore." Yeah, sorry man. All right, no problem. Yeah, By the way, so. fellas, I have to report that uh, we've just gone live now. I do. I can see. I forgot to press the. Other, I, I forgot to press the go live button. So we've been talking for half an hour, and there's some good stuff too. And we've only just gone live. Oh well. Anyway, we're live now. It's, it's all good. Welcome to anyone who uh, 
Who's listening live? <laughs> yes. But um, yeah, so I, I disagree totally with the. I have full support of the the regions, and I think they should have their vote is worth just as much, if not well worth more, well and truly more than what for someone living in the city. Look, just just what they need, just their infrastructure needs are way more than what they are in the city. You know, they need doctors. They need they need if they need a doctor, it's like. They can't just go, oh, yeah, let's just go to, you know, a doctor here or we'll call one, we'll call the, uh, the locum. You need to provide for all that infrastructure. This actually brings me another point that I was saying because it rolled back to the election and some people saying that McGowan um, was the uh, handle of the coronavirus the best, right? That was the term, right? Northern Territory does not get anywhere near the kudos it deserves. Hmm. Like seriously, seriously, man, they've had no community spread for thing. They opened up. They opened up first. They had pubs first. They've had no quarantine issues. They've had, they've got the most vulnerable population in the country. They've had no hard borders, nothing, and somehow everyone else is getting the credit. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. Give it yeah, uh, shout out to all our people and mates in Darwin. There, that's it. Darwin represent. I mean, it's the only it's the only um flight we get to have from the federal government going out of the springs. So, hey, what do you actually? What are your thoughts on that one? Did you hear about the federal government's releasing to twelve places, and from WA we can only really go to Alice Springs? Well, are you surprised? Well, I'm not surprised. I mean, so with the way McGowan's carried on, they probably like just want to give him a big fuck you. I don't think it's that. It's like, well, how do I guarantee you're not going to close the border? Well, it's, it's not even that. I, you know, you know, you know, you know what I, I find strange about this one, right? Really, like the WA government has been banging on how well the WA WA is doing and the tourism sector is doing, right? They've been banging on about this, and then you bang on that they didn't get support from the federal government for the struggling tourism sector. I was like, well, you can't be struggling and ask and say you're doing well at the same time. That doesn't make any sense. Yep. Yes, I agree with that. And plus, it, it's based on flights. How many flights here from from Perth to Townsville? You know, what I'm saying. So, what do you expect? You need a flight from Perth. There is actually three flights going to Broome as well. So it's not just from Perth. You know, there's more than one place in that's getting some benefit in WA. Yeah, but they're talking Broome, about they're Broome. talking about people from WA want to visit the other places. Or from WA, you can only visit Alice Springs. Well, you got to ask yourself, how many flights are there available to go to other regional towns? No, but the thing is, there's there's broom flights available. There's broom was available. It's just from Perth there was one flight. So I was like, you know, that's a WA town as well. So that's what I was like. Okay, that's an odd, an odd, uh, odd stance to take when you seem to be claiming it and doing so well. Yes, yes, I agree with that one. I was going to say I booked a trip next month to Sydney for a work trip. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, we'll see how this goes. Well, make sure you fill in your G2G. Well, that's the thing. I think I can just – I don't think I need the app. I think I can just um, like fill in a form on the way back in or something. I don't know. I'll work it out. Uh-huh. I'm sure you'll be fine. I'll just I, tell I, them I, I, I don't own a smartphone, right? So I can't have, a, I can't have the app. We'll just go there with a, with a Nokia 7250, son. So. Well, they, they can't – where are they going to go? Uh, show me your phone? No, I don't, I don't even have a phone. It's a big deal. You can't track me on my app. I'll fill in whatever form. That's fine, but I'm not. I'm not going to be tracked. That's for. That's for sure. Just hopefully, there's no uh, changes between now and my return that I don't have to quarantine on the way back in or whatever. 
Or was it, was it Sydney with the doctor or someone got no, done? No, that was Brisbane. That was Brisbane oh, with Sydney the had the hotel worker that got done. Sydney had the hotel worker, yeah. Yeah, what happened with that? Did they, they haven't got any community spread though, right? Yeah, but strangely enough, so one case, and we haven't closed the border today. So it's like, oh, has your stance changed after the election? Well, this is what I, when I first heard that, you know, Sydney had this um, quarantine issue, I thought, oh, great. So, you know, McGowan will, will shut the border to, to New South Wales. And where does that leave me for my trip? But nothing's come of it, has it? So, Well, the election's over now. So what's he need to worry about it for? You know, yeah. Give everyone back their freedoms. So what I don't understand, nothing I don't understand is you know, with the with the football, right? I was speaking to Dom and he was saying that they haven't even got an answer to to the to the football game next week. No, it's this That's week. Not, what do you mean it's this week? week? Sorry, it's this week. week. This Sunday, I'm supposed to be going to the Eagles game. I don't know if I'm going or not. Well, that's this is this is nothing that the government hasn't pulled their finger out of their backside. So hang on a minute. What's different thirty thousand and sixty thousand? Still a lot of people there. Well, this this is what I mean. Like, what difference does it make? Yeah, it's 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 actually forty five thousand people. It's not. It's seventy five percent. So it was like, what's the difference between forty five and fifty five? Well, sorry. Yeah, what's the difference between forty five and fifty five? So what's they want the public? They want the public to wear masks masks on the train to and from the stadium, but you don't have to wear it in the stadium. Where's the logic there? Well, you're going to tell me that in the stadium it's so open air that you can social distance, so you don't need the masks, like. You're just as packed in at a stadium as you are in a train carriage. So, what's the difference? I got, I got my, got my mask on just in case for future. <laughs> your, your Ronaldo mask. He scored a hat trick for you last night. Yeah, I know he did actually. No, this is just a U of A one, mate. Just straight old U of A. It actually is a bit annoying because that's something else on Sunday, and I was like, I don't know, like. Uh, do I say yes? I meant RSVP. Do I say no? Do I? You know, it's like it would be nice to know what I'm actually doing. I paid for a membership, and I don't even know what's going on. Well, you can't have it out with the Eagles. It's not their fault because they're they're hand shrunk too. They're trying to. Work I'm not not blaming the Eagles, well. but just everyone's everyone's in limbo. And how do they decide who gets to go and who has to stay home? See, you know what I'm saying. I'm sure they'll just do a raffle and pull out because if they I assume say there's about sixty lots, right? The sixty, you know. Um, areas so they can only fill up 45 of them so i just assume that well five thousand people are general public so they won't get a gig so throw them one out it leaves ten thousand they got to leave out right so i assume they'll just say 10 blocks 10 blocks don't come just do like a a raffle was it a thousand per block is it no just just roughly i don't know i don't know how many there is but roughly something like that however much a block fits I mean, why didn't they set? Why didn't they sort this out like three weeks ago so that then they can notify people whether they can go to the footy or not? Like they're leaving it so fine. Uh-huh. You know, people are people going to get the right messaging in the time that there's left? I don't know. Just wear your mask. But to be honest, <laughs> I can't be stuffed with any of it. I'm happy to stay home and watch it on the on TV. You know, does the season start this week? Does it? Just sorry, off the record. Yeah, it starts on Thursday night. Jeez, I better put my tips in. Better put, yeah. better put my tips in. Yes. Yes. Very much so. Got to make sure I win my, my tipping comps this year. This is the first tipping comp I've ever done. You've never done yeah. a tipping comp before? Never. The Bloody only tipping hell. competition I've ever done was the World Cup. Was the World Cup one. That was the only one I ever did. To be honest, I find that being in a tipping comp, it makes you keep up the interest when you when your interest would otherwise, you know, drop off. Yeah. You know, it's even more interesting. So I, I do a tipping comp, so I do two. So obviously I've got one that's at the end of the year, 
whoever wins gets the most wins. The other one I do is you you actually there's a winner every week, and the only way to win is if you get nine correct. So if you don't get nine correct, you jackpots to the next week. So Ooh. you continue on till somebody gets nine. The good thing is, say, if you're wow. dirty behind in the last round, it doesn't matter. You can still win. Why? Because it's on based on every week. It's not based on the end of score. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Every week, okay. Every week. Comp- but you can't win the competition, but you can win money. That's what you mean. Yeah, but that's, that the, is the, that's the competition. So, win money. so every week, so say there's, there's everyone puts in $5 a round, right? And yeah. say each week's 130 bucks, right? So if nobody wins the next week, the next week, whoever gets nine wins 260. The next week, whoever gets nine wins 390, so on and so forth. And if no one wins, it goes to the grand final? And close to, close the to the margin wins. I like that, but you need a certain amount of people to be to be in the competition. Like you know. Oh yeah, that, that one there's a fair. Now we've one. got we've got ten. So well, I still got a couple more people to join, by the way. So well, get them on. But I'm thinking that you know having having first, second, and third prize probably won't work. So we might have to just go you know all or nothing. First prize gets everything. Last prize gets a, a wooden spoon from my kitchen. I'm actually going to give last the last prize a wooden a broken wooden spoon. I'm going to snap it on my knee and I'm going to post it or give it to whoever loses. Well, I had plenty when I was a kid the uh, broken wooden spoon. <laughs> that's that's what I thought. I'll go look for it. I had I think we all had plenty of broken wooden my spoons. My mother was a professional wooden spoon even though to this day she denies it. And I'm like it's, it's convenient conveniently forget. What about the <laughs> the um shoe throwing? She got to throw. Nah, I'll be honest. I didn't really get many shoes. I got wooden spoons, the odd broomstick. I've got the odd broomstick every now and then. No, but I was, but I was, but just for everyone out there, I was really loved as a child. But I was a bit mischievous, so so I did cop it every now and then. But definitely, definitely the wooden spoon. So <laughs> I'd like to point out, I never copped it because I was a good child. Uh, and just, I just want to put that you out. Were, there. I think by that she was my mother was tired. Yeah. Oh, mellowed. You my mother had mellowed. She was tired. You're the you're the youngest of the four, aren't you? Yeah, I suppose oh, anyone anyone follow anyone following Mel would look like a golden child, eh? Born with a silver spoon in your mouth. <laughs> the others paved the way for you. Couldn't be born with a wooden spoon, Mel will broke them all. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely <laughs> broke a few. Uh, yeah. Oh. All right. Um now look, we I don't think we're gonna get through all my list of um Mark McGowan uh negatives or faults. But uh anyway. Otherwise, we'll just be harping on and going on forever. So let's just let. But there's go. plenty there. Just a just there's a quick off the back. I'm sure we'll have, the, we'll have opportunity over the next four years to bring them up. Don't worry. Obviously, there's and the one about the only couple that I'd like to bring up is the, obviously the the back route deals with the the property in East Perth. Go to town, Mel. Go. No, no, I'm just saying that. No, just you know, we we talk about it another time. But there was that one. There was the two hundred million dollar now, loss. Because people of, won't know. People, any, anyone listening who doesn't know won't know. So Tom, you can feel that. Do you explain want more of an expert on that one. Explain the backroom deals. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of little things like that I've brought up previously. I mean, like, you know, we should just probably do a list and post it up. I've done it. But it's always, yeah, it's always on there. You know what? I'll post. I'll post the post the a fo- that photo of my notes. I'll put it on. I'll put it on the Facebook page. Here you go. Learn a little bit about our uh, popular premier. Here you go. Almost, Simon. Almost as popular. As Harry and Meghan Markle. Right? Oh, yes. What do you reckon about these two assholes? <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon? Like, do I have to say any more? 
Yeah. So, I mean, I couldn't give a flying uh, rat's ass about the royal family, but these all right, two. So after all this saga about the royal family, what are your thoughts on Australia becoming a republic now? Ah, oh, does the does the queen need any more stabbing in the back? Poor woman. <laughs> I actually um, really like the queen personally. I, oh yeah, you can't say anything. I can't. I don't think you can say anything bad about you know, the queen. They always, She's everyone the talks about like, woman, if you had to pick. You can yeah. Everyone talks about like the question always says if you had to go out for dinner and ask and have a, a dinner and conversation with any person in the world, who would it be? My answer is always the Queen. I reckon she'd be an absolutely fascinating person to talk to. Fascinating. I think so. Well, they do say that she's um, she's like uh, an amazing conversationalist because she has a way of getting information out of you and, and asking questions as like a you know a really good interviewer does that's what i've, I've heard yeah but say. it's not even so much about me like i'd love to know i mean she she worked during world war ii so she was a she was a she was a mechanic or a driver or something i don't even know in world war ii now remember that was 70 plus years ago she's seen as 11 or 12 u.s presidents god knows how many british prime ministers back to back to um Royal Princess Megan. Exactly. In one in one respect, I think it's inevitable the royal family will no longer be the royal family. That's that's I think it's inevitable because there's no place for a royal family in modern society, just in general. All right. The thing is everyone loves the Queen. While the Queen's there, it'll be fine. Once she dies, prepare for this serious conversation to happen. Yeah, yeah. I know. I think I think it's gonna get bypassed from Charles straight to William. Well, no, they'll be a royal family. Whether they have any world, any power, well, that's 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 the, I suppose. Why would I why would Charles uh, give it up? He's been waiting. He's his whole eighty life. years old. So he's been waiting his whole life. Even if he gets five minutes, he he wants it. Of course he does. I know, but you know what the problem is? He 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 doesn't have he doesn't have the support that obviously his mum does, and he does not have the support that his son does. Yeah, that's quite clear. Did Charles ever serve in? Did Charles ever serve in the military? Don't, don't I know. know you, I, don't, I know you got he's got some medals, but I don't know if they're for service or just. I don't think the him. oldest. I don't think the oldest serves. Oh yeah, but Harry did. I mean, William did. No, he's not. No, he didn't serve because yeah. there was a drug worry. He was meant to, and then they were worried about that people releasing where he was. So he didn't. That was serve. for Harry, but wasn't it? No, 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 no. That was William as well. Oh, William was in. He was in the armed services, bro. All right. Yeah, but can they, we talk about serve. the Oprah interview with Megan? Did you guys watch it? No, I didn't uh, watch I it. No, it. I didn't. Did not watch it. Neither either. of you watched it. Does not interest me. No, no, I watched parts of it. Did I didn't not watch the interest whole me at all. That much. All right. So Mel, you didn't watch it. So shut up, Dom. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> um, I didn't watch it, but there's enough part. coverage on TV Mel, to see what you shut said. Shut the fuck up. All right. Hey, you're live. Careful with the language. Uh, any, beep. All right. beep. <laughs> uh, any part specifically we're talking about that you want to talk about? I don't know. Is there any part that you – is that really grinds your gears? Just she grinds my gears in general because she's so – Yeah, cool. I know that. So she grinds shit. my gears as well. And so fake, obviously. But what are, what's your opinion of it? Um, see, I, I find – look, it's the hypocrisy of the situation. So you, lose, you leave the UK because of the UK press and then you go and do an interview with Oprah, which is – you leave the UK because you want to get away from the public eye. You don't want the publicity. You want to stay, you know, be more private, but would want an interview with Oprah. You worried about your mental health during COVID. I feel like saying, honey, get in line. 
because that was pretty much the entire world at the same time. You were locked down. They were locked down in an apartment. You were locked down in a palace. I don't think they're yes. the same. She made us not sound like Rapunzel locked away at the top of the yeah. the the yeah. the tower with uh, with the dragon. You know what I mean? Like, please. Did you did you believe the uh, mental health card that she played? Uh, I I wouldn't deny it because it probably could be the case. The thing is, is is she the only one that's going to be dealing with that? No, I think they've all would have they would have issues with you know at times not wanting to do their duty, shall we speak. But at the same time, you voluntarily chose to marry that family. They were born into it. They have very different scenarios. Yeah, yeah. And talking like she she didn't know what she was getting into. She actually said something yeah. like that. You know, and that she was locked away in the in the locked away in the palace or whatever. That's clearly a lie. She flew to um America to go to Serena Williams baby shower. Mm. And that was at the cost of like half a million dollars, something like that. I'm sorry. I know that people have mental health issues. I don't believe that she's one of those people. I think that she made it up. That's my opinion. Oh, I, I, you know what? She might have mental health issues. I'm not denying that she has mental health issues. She might have. Uh, if I was going to bet money on it, my money would be on the negative. That's me. Uh, are your mental health issues, uh, uh, do you think you're entitled to more, to more support more help, more, more um, exposure than the normal person. No, I do not. At the end of the day, unfortunately, you chose to be a commoner. So you know what that means? You live like the rest of us. Complaining, yeah, no complaining that the her son won't be titled as a prince, which is normal protocol. Okay? Normal, yeah. Or the grandson not in line to be. Great grandson. No, but yeah, it's great grandson at this stage, not grandson. Normal protocol, okay? Complaining that the great-grandson not in line to be on the throne, not getting the title of prince, won't get security detail. Again, normal protocol. Just painting herself as a victim when why can't the husband explain to her how shit happens? Well, there's, a, there's a couple of things to this one as well. It's like, you the, the racism card as well, and you know there probably was situations. Another one that I don't believe. That's another one I don't my believe. My thing is, I, I this is the thing with that is, you are absolutely dreaming if you think that kid is going to deal with actual racism. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me that you think that the Prince of England is going to deal with racism? Like, are you that? Are you Blase. that? Uh, yeah. Or are you that blind to the fact? That that kid, and man, that kid could come out. That kid could come out as dark as he wants. He ain't never gonna feel true racism like actual people deal with true racism. Yeah, I agree. Because he's not. He's a prince. He's born to privilege. He will also feel as much privilege as he would a normal person feel racism in there. I, I just, I, I don't think that his issues aren't gonna be. He, his issues aren't going to be whether he come out black or not. His issue is going to be whether he wants to be part of the royal family or not. That's probably the bigger issue. Huh? I think that's what it is. Yeah. And at the end of the day, who who remembers who remembers Zara Phillips's kids? They're the same. Who's she again? Yeah. Oh, exactly. That's the, the Queen's <laughs> oldest granddaughter. Exactly the point. Simon. Okay. It's the other granddaughter. She's got kids. Uh, to me, to me, the whole two hours was a complete first world problems whinge fest. Woe is me. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have no shame? 
I'm sitting there in a $5,000 Dolce Gabbana dress. You're a princess who's got her cake and is eating it too, and you're whinging when there's people out there in the world really are suffering. You're a disgrace. I'm sorry. I just I can't stomach her. Mate. See, I, 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 and this was my opinion. I have nothing to back this up. This is just the way I see it. I felt like she was a bit of gaslighting him. Did you notice when when Harry came and sat down and she kept putting her hand because body language plays a big, says a lot, right? She kept putting her hand on top of his. That's her being dominant. Damn. Yeah, well, that's mm-hmm. that's happened, right? That that's that's the way, mm-hmm. what she was doing. It's like she was hushing him in a way, or you know, she was dominating over him, and that's the way it is in that in the. It's obvious that that's the way it is in their relationship, all right? She runs, she wears the pants. It's not two ways. I mean, what did, they, what, did the, what did the reaction from the UK think that would get? Where they said, "So you've basically taken a UK son who potentially, who they did love, they did, they did love him, and for a portion of his life was second in line. Fair portion of his life was second in line, my mm-hmm. dad, right? So, it, you know, he wasn't going to be king, but." You know, stranger things have happened. Could have been the case. Well, right? so Madol, then, Lizzie's dad wasn't supposed to be well, king either. That's right. Lizzie was never meant to be queen. That happened. Um, the king of Thailand was never meant to be king. That's just what happens, right? So things like these happen. So it, it is, yeah, I, I just find, I don't know how do you put this? Um, you've taken him away from the UK. He's basically bagged out the UK and then... He's bagged out his own family. You yeah, know what I mean? his own people. No, but even his own people. His people, but the biggest thing is his own family. I'll I tell you another thing that I found strange about that as well. So she had an issue with racism in the UK and then moved to America. <laughs> You're... T- Okay, so let me get this right. You think black people are treated better in America than they are treated in the in Britain, in the UK? That just spins me out. I, I don't know. Surely that the UK would be is is seems to be on on pretty much most levels a more progressive, understanding, acceptable place. The whole thing to me just seemed that like made it obvious that she is an absolute complete narcissist. The world revolves around her. And everyone in her life revolves around her and does what she says and is supplicants are supplicants to her. Yeah. Starting with start starting with Harry. He is so under the thumb, it's it's tragic. Like to see any man under the thumb of of their spouse like that. And vice versa. Yeah, both both ways, yeah. It's it's gross. Yeah. I don't like to see it either way. But yeah. Anyway, to, and to trash to trash your in laws' family like that in in the most public way possible. There cannot be a more public way than that. It's fucking Oprah, right? On on the flip side, how do you ever come great, back from that? How do you ever come back from that and be a happy family? Great reply from the Queen, but yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, her reply was pretty. What did she say? She said, we're sorry you feel that way. You're always welcome into our house. We'll deal with these matters privately. Something about while while um, recollections may vary. Very good way of saying we don't agree, but, you know, fair bump, carry on. 
she her motto is apparently their motto is pretty good. Don't complain, don't explain. Yep. Well, that's why. That's why after that, I, I was like, I hope the Queen doesn't even respond. I hope the, the, you know the Royals don't even make a response. You know what I mean? But maybe they maybe they weren't going to, but they ambushed uh, William, right, when he was, I think, dropping off the kids at school or something. And they he had to say something because they were almost in his face, you know, asking him questions. So uh, thanks, Carl. It's just popped in with a message on Facebook saying, I agree with Simon. She's a drama queen. <laughs> not, too, not too PC there, Carl, but uh, we, we know where, 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 what you mean. Um <laughs> I mean, she was an actress doing actress things. So, yeah. Oh yeah, she's a good actress. She, I know she was only on a you know an average show Suits, but <laughs> she puts on a good performance. I reckon the first the first two seasons was really good in Suits. Then it went crap after that. You know, I watched the first season and then I, I dropped off it. And I always intended to go back and 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 start watching from the second season. But the now first two seasons question. were good enough that it went there. <laughs> no interest. Whatsoever, and I love how um, the the actor the actor that she played alongside there, you know the the what was his name Patrick something I don't know whatever his name yeah, is. yeah the main the main character in Suits keeps coming out in her defense and saying you know stuff to defend it mate just get stuffed like stop being <laughs> stop trying to be a white knight for this girl man yeah. you know? Who, she's made her she's made her bed yeah let it, let it. Oh, Mike. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, Mike. I don't know his real name in, in the show, in real life. Anyway. Anyway, that's not. Mike oh, Ross. What, did you see um, Piers Morgan on on his Good Morning Britain show storm oh, off and, and quit yeah, and quit the show because of, you know, they're they're trying to, well, basically they're trying to shut shut down his opinion pretty much. Was that planned? Do you reckon? No, it's not planned. No, I don't know, man. He had a job lined up the next day. Like, what's he, reckon? What's he, what's he, what's he doing? What job? But he's always a show. He he's got a job with like the with what? Well, Sky News, but similar sort of thing. He had a job the next day. Does he? Okay, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, that's what I was like. Ah, it sounds a bit. But that's Piers Morgan. So to be honest, well, maybe I'm, maybe he had the offer on the table already, so he you know he had that in his back pocket, so he didn't care. But I don't think that he planned. I don't think he actually planned to do it because yeah, but he just way fell and that was it. He probably goes too hard, right? I mean, you know, he's he does us. carry on like a pork chop. You know what I mean? He does. Yeah, I mean, compared, you know, to us, I mean, he's us, you know, a few know nothings on the other side of the world with a podcast. Big deal, right? But he's got a, a pretty large and loud platform. So he didn't exactly, um, you know, tone it down. He went pretty hard. Yeah, but that's him. Like that's what you yeah, but, but Peace has done that, mate, from when he was in America. You know what I mean, what that. I mean is it's one thing me saying I don't believe, you know, what she said about the mental health card. All right. Who cares? That's coming from me. Who gives a shit? But for him to say that, uh, gotta be careful, right? Yeah, you gotta I mean, be careful what had... you say in public about, no, about he, mental health. Knows and, he doesn't and get that. on with her. Like that's not Yeah, and that's the other thing. He's he's um influenced by the fact that he used to be friends with her and then she just, you know, went MIA on She him. ghosted him. <laughs> Yeah, but pretty much. But I think that's also emblematic of of the way she is in 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 life, right? She's got no family. She's got she chops chops and chains friends, right? You know what I mean? Well, that says a lot about people, if you ask me. You know, mm. I mean, oh. you're getting married into the royal family, and you got one family member there. You're gonna say you're gonna tell me that doesn't say something about about mm. you? 
Come on. Oh, he's, you don't even have, you don't have an, you don't even have a third cousin that you you know the <laughs> same age it. with as as you grew up with or something like that. Or oh, is the Italian say local party or something? All right, I know she's not Italian, so <laughs> she's maybe <laughs> maybe third third cousin's a stretch. Maybe second cousin. You know, fine on that. Ah, uh, that's what that's something I always say to the metal when if everywhere you go smells like shit, you should check under your shoe. No. So I'm like, well, if every, if the drama keeps following you, maybe you're the problem. This is what I mean. Who's who's the common denominator here? It's her. Yeah, yeah. You know? Mike, yeah. Mike Ross. But in all honesty, um, yeah. yeah, Mike was Mike was the the reason for most of the problems in that show anyway. He, he was. couldn't keep his mouth shut. Couldn't, he couldn't keep his mouth shut. Mike, how hard is it? Don't shut up. That was, that's the one thing I frustrated. Mate, he's out there with a the megaphone. Far out. All right. Well, I can't comment because after season, I, I liked um, Harvey. Harvey Specter. He was cool as anything, that bloke. Is he, was he still in it like all the way to the end? To two? Nah. That's what I'm yeah, saying. After, after, after season two, he lost, he lost that punchiness in his character, which, which is why I turned off. You know what I mean? He lost the arrogance. Yeah, he lost that. It became, it became a, he had emotion. Like, no, no. For me, he, he was the show for me. Like, oh, he was he totally was, the show. But that's what happens. The shows evolve and, you yeah, know, they lose. Place. They lose. They lose what they have. Except The Sopranos, that's one. <laughs> Are you, you watching it yet? No, I'm still up to season two. I haven't been watching still it. Still up to season two. You haven't watched an episode for six months, then? I haven't actually. No, no. Oh no! Now you got to start again from from episode one. Man. You know what? Maybe I'll start as well, and we can I can join in. Have you not watched The Sopranos either? No, he's not. Who the brilliant fuck guy. are you? To, who are you? Who am I dealing with here? <laughs> Hang on a second. When The Sopranos came out, I was 15 years old. Give me a break. They ain't exactly. No, no, you've had you, all this time. 11. You're actually 11 when it came out. But you've 99. had all this time. To be honest, to be honest, it was probably on our TV when I was about 14 or 15 because, you know, we always took like three or four years to get TV shows back then. So I probably was 14 What was it? I think it was but, on – it used to be on Thursday nights at 10 o'clock or something like that. I was hanging out for it. All right, going, back to, going back to The Sopranos quickly, I was watching yeah. – because I watch on YouTube and I always talk about Sopranos. Always, and they said the most influential episode was the one where in Series 1 – it was episode five. Episode five. Where he found the snitch. Where they go to the university. What's it called? Yeah, one there. They reckon that was the episode that changed everything for. that Because that was like an episode in like a show within the, within the show kind of thing because it could, could kind of stand alone, right? It wasn't really related to anything beyond that episode. Spoilers, fellas. Spoilers. No, nah, it's not spoiling anything. <laughs> but that was – yeah, that's right. That's when that, a 20-year-old show. That's when the show – what. Yeah, it's a 20-year-old show, but it's probably more popular now than it ever was because of streaming services, right? Uh, because they're, they're doing the uh, – what's the other show? They're doing the prequel. The, the prequel. Yeah, right? they're doing the prequel for that. Also, the Talking Sopranos podcast um, yeah. is has been happening, so they're doing like a an episode watch. Anyway. I watched up to, with Richie April. That, that was that one. That's the last I've seen. I'll, I'll start watching for you so I can join in. Yes. And uh, watch it. Speaking, uh, speaking of the other one, uh, what was the other show that Coming to America, Tucson? What was your oh. expert thoughts on that movie that I personally what reckon a was a great movie? That was, oh, I it said it just was absolutely shat all over the, the first one. That was the best sequel I've ever seen. We just started discussing sequels, <laughs> but on the last episode, but we didn't. That one didn't go there. That one. Yeah. The. Uh, oh yeah, we lost that episode. Planning on watching it, and then I got some feedback from my fellow podcasters, and I really have no desire to watch it anymore. My strong advice is let it be. 
No, they're not, not as strong as you don't want to ruin the first one. That's what I mean. You don't want it, it'll when you watch it, it'll taint the first one for you. So don't watch it. It's that bad. It's that bad. It is the wokest of woke. It's not it's not, it's not even woke. It's, it's the bad. thin plot. It was the woke the, the, the thin was, plot. Yes, I don't think you can plot. I don't think you can laugh at any points during that movie. I don't think you can. There's the nothing plot to funny. me was too thin. It was pathetic. The acting is so bad. It's just not acting. It's so bad. Yeah, but you know that that happens in a lot of sequels. So that's not a that's not a, a not like this, but I don't know, man. There's some sequels that've been on TV lately, and I was like, I think it was Predator, Predator Two. Was like, oh, Predator Two was horrible, man. Predator Two was horrible. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, all right, let's have a quick one. This is what we got. Tim is worst sequel of all time. Just. Carl's watching online and he said that coming to America too sucked noodles. That's a, that's a <laughs> he told me already it was horrible. Don't watch it. So. It's so bad, man. But it was, it was about halfway through the film. No, 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 the way I watched it, I watched it with my wife. Ten minutes in, I turned to her and I just went, This is so fucking bad. Like, this is unwatchable almost. But obviously, you've got to keep watching because, you know, you, you've, you've committed to this thing. So you've got to keep going. But I reckon less than halfway through, I was I was flicking through my phone, looking at social media, Twitter, and I, was, I stopped paying attention to the movie because it was just so boring. Well, I actually was I actually went on Twitter to have a look at what people's feedback was on it, just to see what what they said. And, and it just got smashed on social media. Searching, there were certain people. Oh, it's amazing! You love it. This and that. I'm like, really? What am I watching? Must be must be, it must get better. You know, that's something I must get paid better. To, by Amazon to to say it. That, well, this is a, it's very hard to make a good sequel though. It's actually harder to make a good sequel than it is to make a good movie. It actually, because you you have to not ruin the first one, but like make it better in a way. It's actually a really difficult thing to do, and there's not many movies that have pulled it off. Well, probably the greatest film Especially of all time. 30, 30 years between drinks. You're never going to pull it off. Maybe if you ask Francis Ford Coppola, maybe they we would have learned something. There. But that's the except, exception to the rule, and not only that. Um, were they the thing about, the, thing about the Godfather too is he had a story to tell. You know what I mean? He had, he had a book. You know, I've, I've actually never read um, Mario he had a reference book. Point. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. He had a reference point, so. He had plenty, I suppose, plenty of leftover material from one to use for two, right? And then when you make the the jump from two to three, when there's a lot of years in between, again, you don't get it right, okay? Now, three three is probably not quite as bad as people say. Nah. It's, nah. It's, it is a bit of a stinker. But it's a tough one. But it has but a point, thing, right? It has a point no, is what I mean. Right, it's a completely it's, different. It's era concluding now, so. the story. Michael dies at the end. Blah blah blah. Right, the point of it is that it was all for nothing, basically. I suppose you could yeah. say for three. Right, so it had it had a finality. Whereas, look, I don't know. It's a completely different genre, right, of of, of film. But coming to America, part two had no point whatsoever. But like, okay, if you okay, speaking of that genre. Beverly Hills Cop 2 was really good. Uh-huh. 
I know they were good films, but I can't remember the storylines. Fantastic. Two's better than one. No, number one is amazing. Number two is brilliant. Three is brilliant. Absolutely, the bin. disgrace. So that's what about Police Academy? Now, there's there's some good scenes. Police Academy two was crap. Was it? Yeah, Police Academy two was rubbish. Number one, number three and four. Number one's the best. Three and four weren't bad, but one was two was a bit average. Where what? Um, which Police Academy was the Blue Oyster Bar in? That was in a few of them. It was definitely the first one. Was it in That's more amazing. than one? Was it one? the first one? <laughs> yeah, it was the first one. <laughs> I, just, I love that thing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, Hot Shots 2, over Hot Shots 1. Hot Shots 2. Na- Naked Gun. Naked That's Gun, really good. These are the spoof ones. Shots. I don't, I don't the remember. Com- the comedy shot. ones. On all the spoof ones. Like Scary Movie 2 is an amazing Can movie. Can you say spoof? No, don't, say, say, don't say spoof. Say spoof. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> Sorry. Your gut of mind went the wrong way. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, those are different kind of movies. Like, you, you know, I don't know if you if you really – like, short of animated films, not a lot of films get it right. Yeah, it is. It is especially these days. God. Now, now films are just, um, you know, rehashes of comics and crap or, you know, remakes of old films. Well, the Batman one was all right, wasn't it? Yeah, Dark jo- the Joker one. Yeah, the Joker that came out, you know, last year or a couple. The of Dark Knight. Right. Dark Knight Rises, good yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah. But there's not many of those. They're generally it's very hard to follow up a movie with another good movie. Mm. John John Wick three was probably better than two. To be honest. But even what what was the latest Bond Bond film? What was the last one? Oh, aren't they doing one? Aren't they doing one where Bond is a woman? Mm. What did that? No, 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 no. Did that not happen? There's a new one, but there's, she's a double O. She's not. She's not a. She's not double O seven. She's a double O. So she's a special agent. Yeah, which is fair. But it's part of the Bond franchise. No. Well, it could be because there was women in Bond, so it wouldn't surprise me. Like M, M was a major character in in Bond. So it doesn't surprise me you could do one of those. Yeah. No. Yeah, it was um the. It's got to be Skyfall and Spectre. Yeah, they were really Spectre. good. I, I actually liked all the uh, American offense. But just on like. on uh, coming to America, they should have called it coming to Zamunda. Yeah, I, I found the title very confusing now because you don't know which one you're talking about. Well, coming number two, America. All right, okay, nice, nice play on the original title, I suppose. But the majority of the film, like ninety-five percent of the film, is actually based in Zamunda. So they should have called it "Coming to Zamunda," and it still probably would have had the same effect. Like you know, people would have known that it's part of the "Coming to America" franchise. That's true. So yeah, that's yeah. true. That's probably a better title. That's yeah. actually not bad. Actually, probably what? sure they would have considered it. They just didn't go with it. But anyway. That's actually not a bad comment there, Simon. Thank you. I'm full of I'm full of good comments. The born Auto, uh, the born supremacy. The, what's it called? The born ultimatum there, whatever it was. I think, was I think the original born was the best one. No, all, all the borns were good. I like all. Not the one Jeremy Renner one was a bit average, but um, that was pretty good. And Terminator Two, amazing. Yep, probably the greatest villain in movie history. By the Terminator way, Terminator Two, awesome. That was really it good. Really was. I don't think you're going to get a better villain than that. Amazing. The guy turned into metal. Like you kill him and he just go back to normal. Amazing. <laughs> Comment from Carl. They should, they should have called it Coming to America 2, Electric Boogaloo. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you could have called it anything to um I think you could have called it anything to uh to 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 try and save it, I suppose. It was it was destined to fail. Yeah, coming to Zamunda would have been the one for her too. Uh, it should yeah. have had Guido Hatzis in it. Ah, those are the days. Guido Jesus, that's a name. Oh, the speaking of uh speaking of uh causing injury by doing the electric boogaloo like Guido Hatzis, I pulled my hammy last week. That's what happens. All right, doing, doing the electric boogaloo. I was pretty much. I was doing uh, the electric boogaloo off the grapevine. Hey, it sucks, eh? It sucks when you do a hammy. It's actually painful. I've that's the fifth time I've done my hammy in my lifetime in my uh, in my sporting slash non sporting career. Your professional career. <laughs> Fire out, man! It's been seventeen years since I pulled my hammy. I realised <laughs> last time was two thousand and four. Oh, jeez. Jeez. Anyway, it's almost, years, it's almost better now, but still hurts. Seventeen years later, you can feel the pain. I wasn't playing soccer. Let's leave it at that. All right, lads. It's been uh, it's been special. It has. Thank you to all our listeners. Carl Electric Boogaloo. Carl the Electric Boogaloo. And Gelati, thanks for watching. Was Ange on there? Nathan Angus, thanks for watching. Ange, we need to have words. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, we've got we've we've got we've got a discussion to have, Ange. Uh, thanks, Carl, for tuning in. Uh, we'll try to get you on on the show. I know that you're keen to to jump on and have a chat. He wants to um, chat about Sopranos. Actually, do you want to give Sopranos? Do you want to? Should we try it? Let's before we before we sign off. Let's try and because there's a way we can get uh, a call in. Well, we'll do. We'll play. We're gonna watch. Tom hasn't seen Sopranos. At least watch the first. Yeah, let me watch. The you're gonna watch. You're gonna watch the first five watch episodes. Watch up to episode five. Let me watch right. the first five, and then we'll do it. No that. go, Carl. Sorry, mate. Next time. Unlucky, buddy. But we'll definitely do the. Uh, definitely do Sopranos talk. All right. All right. When you're up to speed on what's going on, but we're not going to do Sopranos episodes. This is not a Sopranos podcast. I don't no, know what kind of podcast this is, to be honest. It's just all over the place, but, you know. That's what <laughs> yeah, it's just there's no rhyme or rhythm. Just flow with it, eh? That's, that's uh, my yeah. no. We can all agree on Coming to America 2 sucks. That's it. <laughs> Definitely. Coming to America 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Electric Boogaloo. That's comment of the day. Well, that might have to be the uh, the title of this episode. No, you got you to put the Blue Oyster uh, music on there, mate. <laughs> I think actually, I think the title of this episode is going to have to be something along the lines of bloodbath, a western yep. western bloodbath. It's been more like a Tarantino film over here in the last few days. What's in, what's its name? Um, that was a pretty shit. You want to speak on bloodbath? Blade Two. That was another rubbish movie. <laughs> Who's pulling this stuff from? The Hateful Eight. The Hateful Eight. That was the Hateful Eight. Yeah, yeah, it was alright. Yeah, but that was a that was a, a western bloodbath. Yeah, it was. I don't know what that was. Sorry. That's what that's what it is. Western bloodbath, the hateful state. There oh, go. that's it. Good one. Podcast Beautiful. title. That's quality. <laughs> All right, lads. Signing off. Ciao. Let's go. Ciao, ciao. <laughs> and we're off. Um, that's it. <laughs> it's amazing song. <laughs> oh man.
Great song. I think we're, I think we're still live. I've got to turn this off. Uh, <laughs> uh, special to Carl, that one. Oh, my God. <laughs> Electric uh, boogaloo. All right, man. Take it easy, all right? Ciao. Ciao, ciao.